Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party. Creeping their way through the hive within Penvar, our players find further evidence of Malphus Reed's manipulations of the Rail Wars. Continuing their hunt for the missing guild leader, Gerard Vadsavo, they stumble upon a terrifying trap awaiting them at the top. Can our players survive being eaten alive, or will they become a snack for the dark denizens of the Undercity? Find out this week on Encounter Party! Ankle deep within this pile of devoured flesh and bones, you guys find these three undead trolls just gnashing away unendingly at the corpses that litter the floor. Undigested bits and sinew are just spilling out of their ruptured bellies as they pause in their chewing and turn to stare at the fresh meat coming up the stairwell, and their decaying maws sort of droop open and leech out this terrifying moan of hunger as all three stand up from their meal and start lumbering toward you. Roll initiative. At the beginning of combat, first up will be Lorzach, and before you go charging into the room, you realize... That trash receptacle of a hole is sitting in the middle of the room that they've been dumping all of their remains in. So cautious where you step. But like, pull them into it if you can. (laughs) As an action, Lorzach is going to awaken the spores in his body. And as a bonus action, is going to summon a flaming blade in his hand. Perix. The crystal around Perix's neck glows this sickly green hue, a, a hue that is truly just awful to look at. And his his mind goes wide as he imagines the floor right in between the two to Perix's right trolls. And he casts sickening radiance on the ground right between them, dropping a 30-foot sphere. <laughs> so dropping it to hit all three, would they all make a constitution saving throw? 20, 22, 21. Nothing happens. Hells, man. Thanks. Not a single thing happens, but that uh, floor is now glowing green for the next 10 minutes, and I don't recommend anyone run into it. That was Perix. Perix does not move. Troll number three, which is the one in the back, comes charging around. Would he make a second constitution saving throw? 23. Fine. He comes charging at the Devkarin specifically. Will it please? Yes. Make a constitution saving throw. 24. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is his answer to not being able to make constitution rolls last season. Attack number one will be a 26. Yeah, that hits. For eight piercing damage. And then two claws for a 23 and a 25 to hit. Yeah, both hit. You will then take 12, and then another 7 slashing damage. Got it. Saloran. Saloran sees the troll going for Lorzach, but trusting that his traveling companions can cover their own flank, he marches up to the troll closest to him and strikes with his morning star. He is going to channel divinity for a guided strike. 
and that is a 21 to hit. Hits! He will channel Divine Smite with a level 2 spell slot. That is 7 piercing damage, plus 10 radiant damage. He will strike again with his Morning Star. Nat 20. Yes! He will channel a first level spell slot to Divine Smite this troll. That is 11 radiant damage, plus 11 piercing damage. Hell yeah. He will then use his bonus action to summon a spiritual weapon that materializes behind the troll. Does a 14 hit? No. But I'm okay with that. I did good. You did good. That's my turn. That was good work. You good? I'm good. That troll that you just struck is up next. And would please. Would make a constitution saving throw. 22. Yeah, he's fine. Zaloran, opposing strength check, please. 15. 19. You are currently grappled. As a bonus action, the troll throws you up to 15 feet behind it, directly behind it, and then charges Perrix. Ah. Fikara. All right, we're just gonna move forward one and just smackety smackety smack bardic inspiration for who's next Zenia. for Zenia. Uh 14 and a 10. Nope, miss. Zenia, you're up. Zenia stands directly in front of the troll and casts lightning bolt through him through the next guy at a fourth level slot. Please make a dexterity saving throw for both. Give me the 96. A 14 and a 2. <laughs> you both fail, bitches! I'm saving that as a soundbite and I'm putting it on a soundboard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the glee. They each take 36 points of lightning damage. Ooh, boy, howdy. And you just see Xenia throw her head back and take a deep breath of that nasty scent and go, ow! So, Lauren, the troll that is now next to you will start by making a constitution saving throw. Thank you. And will make a 17. That is the number to beat. It will then turn and see your delicious self and charge you. You look shiny and tasty. You'll get attacked first as it lunges at you with its big necrotic mouth. Uh, that one will miss. Then it will swipe at you twice. Uh, one will miss and one will hit. You will take 16 slashing damage. Did you account for my... Yes. Thank you. Oh, I lied. I have not been acknowledging this. All damage seems to be necrotic. So Thank an extra you. three, right? If it's not slashing? Yeah. Yep, sorry. You're good. All damage is actually necrotic coming off of it. Mixel attempts to make a wisdom saving throw to muster the strength to join this fight. He rolls a seven. And Fakara can feel him behind you shaking. Lorzatch, top of the order. Lorzatch, having taken three direct hits from this gargantuan undead troll realizes that he desperately needs to change his tactics. And the flaming blade disappears in his hand. And instead, he gestures up to the vaulted ceiling above and brings down a large shaft of light to sear this troll. Will the troll please make a constitution saving throw? 22. Great. It takes half damage. And the troll takes 10 radiant damage. Roger Dodger, Perix. Perix, knowing that he will bone up Saloran if he leaves this active, uh, dismisses Sickening Radiance. Thank you. Yeah. And is pissed that that was so ineffective. Uh, who would have known that our DM would finally learn a constitution saving throw? And uh, the crackling energy starts to rise up through his body as he also launches lightning straight out from in front of him and through both of the trolls, but not hitting Saloran. Would they please make a dexterity saving throw? The one in front fails, the one in back succeeds. 
There are so many ones in that roll. The one in front will take 18 points of lightning damage. The one behind it will take nine. The troll in front of Lorzach attempts to grapple it. Will it also make a constitution saving throw? It'll do both at the same time. Take everyone I can get. The constitution saving throw, ah. Roll them both without decimating. Choose right or left. I'm gonna say left. The constitution saving throw fails. Can it take 10 necrotic damage? (laughs) It can. Okay, interesting. Not immune. Definitively, yes, it can take necrotic damage. Doesn't it also take it for being in a moonbeam? It does start its turn there, and it needs to make a constitution saving throw. That one is a 19. And it will take seven radiant damage. This was the other roll. Strength check, please. Opposing strength check. You rolled a net 20. Uh, 14. Troll wins. Would you believe it? <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, I'd say the wind goes to the eight-foot-tall troll. <laughs> Zombie. You are grappled, but in a particular way that you may not cast any spells that require somatic use. So you can't use your hand motions to cast a spell. Anything else, material or verbal, is usable. You are going to get bit as it is trying to eat you. What the? I knew it was coming. Uh, a 19 will connect. Yes. You will take 11 necrotic damage from its bite. Siloran. Siloran is going to disengage from the troll nearest him and slink by, trying to close distance with the troll he was attacking before. He will then also will the spiritual weapon to float over to the troll that he was originally fighting to make another attack. 24 to hit. Yes. 13 force damage, and that is my turn. That troll, seemingly undeterred by your little smack of spiritual weaponry, reaches down to grab at Xenia. Opposing strength check, please. Okay. Xenia, emboldened by her friend Fakara, will use her inspiration. <laughs> a six. A 17. You are now grappled in a way cannot use somatic spells. So anything that has an S in your casting cost, you are unable to cast while you are currently grappled. I'm assuming that means now if I launch fire or lightning bolt, it'll go through her. Yes. Great. I will do something else. <laughs> you are I have other options. Now that it has you in its grasp, it's going to take a big bite out of your head. Sure. A 14? Yep. How's it feel to be squishy? (laughs) (laughs) I know that life. That's the lowest roll I've made so far. You will take 14 necrotic damage to the face. (sighs) Vicara. Quick turn to Mixtel and said, you've got this in you. Be brave. And then I will will cast Guiding Bolt at the troll in front of me for a 19. Yes, 19 hits. Yes, that makes me very happy. For 18 damage, 18 radiant damage. Okay. And I will take my action surge to hit it with my maces. For 15 and a 11. No, sorry, 15, yes. Ooh, good. For five piercing. Two questions. One, uh, would you call that 15 the number to hit? I might. Sometimes you tell us that. Two, uh, with Guiding Bolt, it's now glowing and we have advantage. Isn't that how Guiding Bolt works? The target takes 46 radiant damage and on the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage thanks to mystical dim light glittering on the target. So whoever makes an attack Whoever swings next. Yeah. Yeah. An attack roll. It's not Uh, going to be me. Xenia. How are my compatriots looking? Because I have one spell I can do, but it will affect four of you. I think the primary concern is maybe the fact that there's a zombie troll gnawing on your face. I mean, like, (laughs) I don't 
I don't want what you're gonna do, but I'm, I get it. With the troll's teeth gnawing on her face, Xenia reaches deep inside of her and uses that fear for her own gain. She starts to quiver and shake and thunder steps to this free spot over here, away from the troll. Please make a constitution saving throw. And David, we have, you and I have an aura bonus here. You are not within 10 feet. Am I not? No. I can't really see. No, there's diagonals there. Got I'm gonna it. call that Sorry, 12. Bud. Am I? And you would not be, if he if he's okay. counting the diagonal, it would be 12. It would just be. Fakara is safe. It is Peric, Saloran, okay. and the troll. The troll fails. And, and Mixel. And Mixel. And Mixel. Yeah. Got him to fail a constitution saving throw. Mixel nice. also fails. 17. You're fine. Great, because I also rolled a 17. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) The troll takes 12 points of thunder damage. Her compatriots take six points of thunder damage. So Lauren, defying the laws of physics, (sighs) will take no damage. Oh! The shield is like Captain America's. Yes. Xenia, unfortunately, you stepped away, so you don't get to see it. But for the rest of you, Xenia blinks, a thunderclap comes down, erupts in the room, and just with a little bit of smoke char, that troll drops face first onto the ground. Yes! On to Perix. (laughs) Do not remove the miniature. Uh. It is impassable. The troll that has been skirted by Saloran, turns very angrily and goes marching toward him. Attacks you. This die is just too hot. Oh, natural one. Great. (laughs) (laughs) you to call your shot. It trips on its own disemboweled (laughs) intent. It's got three attacks. Shut up. It's got three attacks. It tries to it tries to lunge forward with its mouth open and bite you, but that doesn't work. So it slaps you twice with its claws. Uh, both are going to be 20s. Yeah, the, those hit. First attack will be 9 necrotic damage. The second one will also be 9 necrotic damage. I'm okay with that. Mixel just got fucking thunder stomped, man. Like, ah, but he says, fuck you, I'm getting really mad, and runs over adjacent to attack the troll, attacking his Devkarin companion. He will make an attack. That's my boy. Ah! Whiff! And Gerard died for this kid. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Top of the order, Lorzat. I have a way to get out of this, but it's not actually good. Are you you in your own moonbeam at the beginning of your turn? Uh, I mean, is he like hugging me and hoisting me back? Here's the way I'm going to say it. On the beginning of his turn, yes. On the beginning of your turn, no deal. Um, Lord Zatch is going to attempt to break the grapple. Uh, 11. (laughs) Natural one. Yes! He wriggles away because he's slippery in a gross way. (laughs) (laughs) We got a few of those in this party. Just sheds a skin like or you just flake out like a sunburn. Oh, I hate that option. Full body dandruff. All right, as a bonus action, Lord Zatch is going to cast Shalala, empowering the Staff of Withering. Cool. Perix. Perix will will kind of feel that boiling water bubble form between his hands again, and he lobs it over the top of the troll to land behind the other troll and do a little fire damage, hopefully. Little Kareem Abdul. Yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> hook, definitely hook a baby shot. hook. Baby hook shot. That uh, was a sports joke, D&D fans. <laughs> Will you please make a dexterity saving throw? Boy, howdy. I won't use that great awesome... Do- oh, hey, suck on that, 18. Uh, yeah, sure, but he'll take half damage. Sure. Oh, boy, still a lot of ones. That'll be 20 points, so 10 points of fire damage. 10 points of fire damage. Would fire look any sort of useful here? I... Things are damaging them, but they don't react to shit. They're dead. Copy. <clears throat> uh, and then because the thing in front of him is now dead, 
Herrix will move one step to his left to be behind Fakara and Mixel. Okay. The troll in front of Lorzach will attack. It will try to, oh no, it will It will do some other stuff first. Here we go. Moonbeam is a 22. Great. The spores will fail if they're still active. He takes four necrotic damage and 10 radiant damage. Roger Dodger. It will then attack you. It will bite you. It will miss. It will then swing swing with its claws. One hit, one miss. You will take nine necrotic damage. Saloran. Saloran takes the hits from the troll and just spits and says, I've seen better. And goes toe-to-toe with him. 17. 17 hits. Channels a level one spell slot for divine smite. 12 piercing damage plus seven radiant damage. He will strike again with his morning star. 14. 14 misses. All right. And then he will also will the spiritual weapon to take a smack at this troll. 27 to hit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Close. (laughs) Seven force damage. Got it. That's my turn. Good turn. After your turn, that troll that went down from Xenia Thunderstepping stands back up and swings at Fakara standing next to it. It bites at you. It will miss. It will swing twice with claws. One will hit, one will miss. Surprisingly, you take 19 necrotic damage as you were not prepared for this beast to rise again. Fakara, you're up. Stay down! And just fold my maces. Uh, also, can I give Bardic Inspiration to Mixel? If you want. Or does anybody else want it? I mean, like, maybe Mixel will actually hit that way. Yeah. I'll use it appropriately. Is this troll still affected by Guiding Bolt? You get advantage on your attack. Awesome. That will be, yeah, that will be an 11 and a 23. The 23, yes. Uh, so I get 10 piercing damage. On the troll? On the troll. Okay. And Bardic Inspiration to Mixtel. That's it, Mixtel. Keep going. You've got this. Fakara, you Three Stooges style club this undead jaw right in the jaw. <laughs> and it falls It falls down again. Xenia, you're up. You turn around. To your knowledge, that thing never fell down. And you now see it fall down for the first time. She doesn't care. Xenia furiously rubs her hands on her pants to create a sizzling lightning bolt that she shoots directly through all three trolls. Will they all make a dexterity saving throw? Fail. Fail. I rolled a two, a two, and a two. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Give me that that. six. I was showing you the twos. All three trolls take 30 points worth of lightning damage. Oh, yes. Yes. So, uh, Xenia, you happen to see the one all the way in the back fall down as well. So there's the two trolls in the back have currently collapsed. Sizzle, sizzle, motherfucker. Booyah. However, the one you just dropped stands back up again and swings at whoever's in front of it. David. It's going to attempt to grapple you. Opposing strength check, please. It's hungry. It's not going to win this. 13. 14. Get wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) It will then bite you in your head, but it will not do damage. Uh, Mixel will attempt to strike at the troll. He will use bardic inspiration. Yes, he will strike. Yes. He will do. Minimum damage. (laughs) He will do five stabby damage. This is the hunt master of the Golgari. This is the de facto hunt master of the Golgari. Don't be hard on him until you know what the fuck is going on. You're supposed to be helping these people, you prick. Sorry, I'm very emotional about this particular NPC. He's had a hard life. (laughs) Lorzatch, you know, if you can take a moment out of your, you know, backhanded criticisms and maybe, you know, help your people. 
Lord Zatch is going to strike with the Staff of Withering for a 23 to hit. Yes! And he will deal eight damage. <laughs> hey! It is damaged. So far, Lorzach has been the only one fighting this particular troll, so it's still fairly healthy. And Zenya. For one shot. Oh, that's true. I did not add the damage to... Yes, it is bloody. Now, yes. way to go, Zenya. Thank you. <laughs> way to go, a round to go. And that is the turn. That's the turn. Still standing in a moonbeam. It is still standing in a moonbeam, but it's not its turn yet, Perix. Okay, so trolls regenerate. That's what we're dealing with right now? They're undead, so no. So no? They're just falling over and then standing up? Make an arcana check. Uh, 27. Seems to be reacting a hell of a lot like the last troll you fought. That was like five years The one years that was ago. regenerating. Got it. Alive. Is there anything that stops that regeneration? Fire. Fire does it? it they're gen... Yeah, the last troll that we fought when we used fire, that was damage that it couldn't immediately regenerate. Copy that. Somebody in this room might know. Mixel, what is happening? Uh, I'm going to need some sort of persuasion or intimidation to get him to uh, focus. They both suck. Let's see what happens. A nine. Uh, I heard someone say fire. That is an option. There's another one I can't remember. There's another one I can't remember. Was it the necrotic? Is that what you said earlier? They take damage from necrotic, but I mean, because they're undead, traditionally speaking, radiant damage is pretty good against them. Radiant damage I only have with that one. These ones seem to be behaving slightly different than other undead creatures you might have experienced. Namely, they are susceptible to necrotic damage. Give it a try, see what happens. Perix will run through the open space that causes no opportunity attacks to get as far that way as he can. And then he will target the troll on the ground next to Saloran. Yes. And the crystal will glow black as his eyes roll back in his head and he tolls the dead into this troll to see if necrotic damage hurts a little bit. Could it please make a wisdom saving throw? 14. It will take 16 points of necrotic damage. It falls down. It was already down. Oh, then it... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like you poke a jello mold. <laughs> I'll have to make a note of... of yes. <laughs> Ooh. Um, the troll that is in front of Lorzach is going to begin its turn in a moonbeam. 23 for that constitution saving throw. It takes seven radiant damage. Okay. Uh, also, from the halo of spores, will it make a constitution saving throw? Uh, 19. It saves. All right. It will attack you physically. Actually, the, yeah. So the moonbeam, the spores, it's getting all this stuff. Whatever you are, as a snack, probably not on its undead mind right now. I think it understands you're the cause of pain and it just wants to destroy you. So it will attempt to bite you with a 20. That hits. You will take nine necrotic damage. You will get clawed. Um, your AC is 17. Yeah. Yeah, 17 exactly, and then one miss. And you will take 11 necrotic damage from the second attack. Ooh. Saloran. He shouts. Oh, fuck, what's his name? Mixel. That's not a good start. <laughs> he shouts to Mixel. You mewling coward, what is that other thing? Whatever you're about to do, do it at a disadvantage because nobody's going to tell you his name before you flub it. Um, that's an 18 intimidate check. Okay. Boy! <laughs> <laughs> even though he even looks like 50 years older than you. Um, acid! Acid is the other one! Acid and fire! The ones near me are down... Yes. And I have no way to give them fire or acid damage, but I have enough movement to help with the last standing troll. Yes, you are not provoking attacks of opportunity by moving past them at their current state. Taking a swing with my Morningstar at this creature. Crit fail. Second attack. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. Gonna channel a divine smite. That is nine piercing damage. Yes. Plus 13 radiant damage. Yes. 
Saloran wills the spiritual weapon over to this last standing troll and takes a whack. Dirty 20. Yes. 12 force damage. Yes! From the back, your Tesa Karlov shaped miniature smacks the troll in the behind and it falls down on its face. That's my turn. Troll number one stands up, feels quite hungry, tries to grab Fikara. Opposing strength check, please. 22. 21. Yeah! Suck it! Suck my balls, troll! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, that's it. That's its turn. It, it can't attack you again if it... Uh, nope. Nope. That's its attempt. Okay. Uh, Xenia, you're up. Nope. Lie. Fakara, you are up. I am going to beat the troll who just tried to eat me. Great. And give bardic inspiration to... Saloran. No. I have no way of killing these things for real, for give real. It. Oh. Give it to Lord's Edge. Edge. Thank you, though. No problem. Oh. Oh, absolutely. That's a nat 20, and that's yeah. like a 24. Yes. Both hit. Awesome. Uh, so that is five, nine bludgeoning and five bludgeoning. Yeah, so, again, this thing gets up off the ground, and you just smash it in the head and put it back down on the floor. Just like the last time, it just sort of got back up again. Stay down! Uh, Xenia, you're up, girl. Xenia is feeling really hot and bothered by this battle and tries to cook the troll right in front of her and cast Firebolt. Or an 11. No. <laughs> and, uh, and, and she just says to herself, she said, I never said I was a good cook. I was just trying to cook. <laughs> Troll number two stands up. <sighs> sees Perix. I don't know if I can make it to you. We'll find out. Bring it. I'm hungry. Motherfucker. Opposing strength check, please. Yeah, sure. 16. 14. Yes! You win. Mixel! Have I got the energy in me? I most certainly do, um, but he... Uh, he can make it to help the one with Peric, so just move him straight diagonally this way. Ooh, uh, okay. But he's gonna miss. I'll be very careful with how I attack next. Oh no, he's a liability. <laughs> Lorzatch, you're up. Lorzatch, having heard Mixel's counsel, dismisses the moonbeam outstretches a finger, and you watch as these fungal growths manifest from his epidermis and turn his index finger into this big encrusted talon. As he uses a cantrip he hasn't used since episode one, Primal Savagery. Yeah! <laughs> Nose boop! <laughs> Nose boop. Uh, a 21 hit. Yes! Lord Zatch boops a troll! 15 acid damage. Yeah! You just bore your finger through its cranium until you feel necrotic, gooey brain matter and just give it a little swizzle. That thing's not getting up again. That's his action. For his movement, Lorzach is going to close distance with the troll that's next to Fikara. Perix. Uh, Perix's skin starts to bubble and he launches a big old cone of burning hands. Dexterity saving throw from this lumbering jackass, please. Nat 20. I'd care more if it wasn't half damage anyway. Eat my ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real good half damage. You need at least 10. Well, it does exactly 10 points yeah! of fire damage yeah! once 20s halved. All right, that one's not getting back up again. One remaining, cautionably about to rise again. So Lauren, you're up. Pass? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> just in case the gods are not with us, I'm gonna reposition and hold my action so that if this thing stands up, I'm gonna hit it. Gotcha. I love that option. Just guess, guess whose turn it is right now. It's that troll. <laughs> yes. That troll begins to stand up. 
21. Yay! <laughs> Deal damage. Murder <laughs> Eight piercing. <laughs> it continues to stand. Ah, shit. Oh, fucking eight trolls. It then turns and kicks the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, 17 ain't good enough. 21 and 22 are good enough. Mm-hmm. First attack will be 11 necrotic damage. Second attack will be 12 necrotic damage. Vicara. Stay down, stay down, stay down! Third time's a charm. Ooh, it's hard to watch her roll sometimes. It, it's hard to roll. Uh, 14 and a 11. Miss. I'll do bonus action will be Bardic Inspiration to Xenia because she's awesome. Great. Xenia, you're up. Oh, thank you. Xenia is feeling super empowered from that Bardic Inspiration from her friend Fakara and is also really embarrassed about the last time she tried to cast Firebolt. So in order to impress Fakara, she tries it again for an unnatural 20. You got it. Deal damage, please. It is at two HP. Don't whiff. For 10 points of fire damage. <sighs> that troll goes down after a fiery bolt in the face side because it's direction. <laughs> you just Got there. <laughs> Got there. <laughs> it turns to look and catches it in the face. Got there, everybody. <laughs> Got there. Got there. That troll goes down. You are now in a room with three dead troll zombies, a bunch of body parts, and one very frightened Divkarin young man. Nixtel, we did it. You were brave. You've got this. Take a point of inspiration, Fakara or Drun. Xenia throws up. (laughs) (laughs) And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Finally, after a harrowing escape through a hive of crawl, encountering a, a very confusing trio of undead trolls, you manage to put them down for good and pause to collect yourselves, tired, out of breath, out of spell slots, as you seem to take a moment of respite and uh, also notice that those crawl that were chasing you even now don't seem to be coming up to uh, to get you guys. But you are still in this giant room that's full of bones and devoured things, but not necessarily digested things because it looks like all this stuff has been consumed by zombie trolls. Mixel, have you ever seen anything like these before? I have not. Lorzach sort of takes a knee to examine the one that's nearest to him. They are all uh, rather identical in concept. These were trolls, and now they are undead. Mixel seems to be involved, right? Like, the idea of death and decay and grossness is not what disturbed him in all this, right? He's now examining. He's full on. He seems to have kind of collected himself a little bit, but he is pretty shaken you know, we're, we're going to take the stance that Mixel is a little bit sort of young in this regard, that things, you know, going down and, and fighting some monsters in the deep may be part of what he's going on, but uh, party people at home, if you happen to know anything canonically about his history, um, the, the idea that he could get easily overwhelmed with the past that he's had is not outrageous. For you, Andrew, I will, uh, I will allow an Arcana check to, to try and uh, derive some stuff about this based on your uh, abilities. Uh, he rolled nine. This is awkward. You you do possess at least one necrotic spell, yes? Yes. Great. Okay. <laughs> so you can tell that 
these have been zombified, right? These are trolls that have died, that have been re-risen as zombies. Necromantic magic in some particular regard. But curiously about this situation, you guys learned that Penvar was swarming with with crawl, right? That that the crawl had sort of taken over the the sort of guild hall center and that nobody had kind of made it in or out. But at the center of this hive are three undead trolls that the crawl are afraid of. Which would imply that it's not the death priests of the crawl that raised these things. And it seems like someone else might have taken residence up on the top floor for a minute and made sure that their stuff didn't get messed with by the bugs below. Or more importantly, what was here before everyone took residence currently. And what are they currently guarding? That's something that I'm quite unsettled about. So Lauren goes to the entryway into this room and just tries to see if there's a lead or he can see the threading of the tripwire that they saw coming up. I doubt those trolls were the ones that set that. A uh, quick investigation? 16. Yeah. A quick analysis based on some martial prowess makes an understanding that you're in the Undercity. Somebody laid some silk strings as a trap. It's nothing necessarily indicative of a, of a, a super mind or anything like that. It's just uh, rather than a tripwire or a glyph, you're in the Undercity, so creatures and critter things are going to use that to, to illustrate trap mechanics within a dungeon. It's not tracking to me how that would have helped the trolls, so it's leading me to think that either the people that occupied the space before set it, or there's ah. someone here that set that because these trolls don't seem intelligent enough to have really taken advantage of that trap. At the current moment, you cannot identify what that source would be. Thank you. I will not tell you that your line of thinking is inaccurate. And there are, there are other rooms that we can go into, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are currently in that, in that large area, and what you can see at the end um, is sort of a, a, a raised platform area that looks like it would be this area looks like it would be a center where a guild leader might hold council. Okay. Or court. Lorzach is going to approach that little dais and see if there's anything littered nearby. Every sort of floor and corner of this room ha- is just become a, a, a refuse site for whatever these trolls have attempted to devour and have or have not successfully done so. Um, I'd like to go into the door to the south. Because you are going to a room that is not open yet, Salorn would like to go to give you the benefit of the aura. Okay. I'm right behind you. Sure. Yeah, I think we all very quickly sort of fall in. We do not want to split up. That door is locked as if by its normal mechanical lock. Uh, I kick it? It's in requiring a key. Discretion, Fukara. Oh, oh, but I want to kick it. And wait. <sighs> and Saloran looks at Lorzach, kind of like assuming that he knows how to pick locks. What? <laughs> Yo, I'm, I, I just thought you've been to prison. So I'm just, sorry. You thought. Oh my god! <laughs> I, oh no! What? Take a step back, Saloran. Step does. back. <laughs> right now. I, I, uh, Perix will say to Mixil, do you know what's behind this door? Do you know if you're, where your father kept the office? Yeah, behind that door would be Gerard's personal chambers and his offices. And, uh, huh. would you happen to have or know where your father would have kept a key? On him. Cool. That's great. <laughs> I figured that might be the problem. Uh, <laughs> before we deal with the locked door, let's look at the other rooms. Uh, they are all blocked. Oh. Um, the only point of interest out of this room is that locked door, which I will reiterate is locked manually, not blocked by hive or refuse. So Lauren knocks on the door. The DM takes a very suspicious pause and then giggles because nothing happened. <laughs> Gerard's just chilling. You get no response. Can I kick it now? If we can't pick it. You must kick, kick it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you can't duck it, fuck it, but that's better. that's the next t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will kick the door. Yeah. 
With a 20. You rear up hard. You kick really, really hard. The minute you make physical contact with the door, it ripples with this sort of like oozing green magic barrier. Oh, come on! I was, I was good. It seems like if the door could be unlocked, you could just walk through. But if you try to physically break it as it is right now, there is a obstacle in the way. Xenia throws up one more time. <laughs> and then without asking, just starts searching Mixel to see if something has been planted on him by his father. <laughs> For a 16 at investigation. There's nothing on him. He's like, blah, blah, blah. Mixel does not hang around this area. He he is the he is the master huntsman for the Golgari. So his job is to kill monsters and clean out stuff and, and spend a lot of time outside. Question, and mm-hmm. Perix will carefully not uh, uh, try to like go to the stairs and give a listen with mm-hmm. a perception check. After defeating the trolls, are the crawls still just waiting down there? Or do yes. they, they're just chilling at mm-hmm. the bottom? Yep. Um, Lorzach will approach this mystically sealed door and touch the Golgari charm to it. Um, casting dispel magic. You use your Golgari charm and you dispel the magical barrier over the door. So I wasn't wrong. We had something. Really? Lorzach levels a really mean side eye at him. <laughs> and Zenny was wrong. She throws up one more time on Saloran's shoes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, it is still physically locked. Uh, and then uh, Perix just claps Picar on the back and goes, round two? I'm on it! Choo-choo! Sure. That's a 19. You put hoof to door, and the door has a bad day. And behind it is Royston Overshot! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you kick down the door. I walk through the door. You have now entered the personal chambers of Gerard Vadsavo, guild leader of the Golgari. I'm assuming no one's in Technically deceased, because he's a lich. Uh, Lorzach has never in his life been this close to the kind of majesty and authority that the guild leader of the Golgari commands. Uh, and with sort of tentative steps, works his way into this chamber and sees what he can see. Perix also shoves in Mixil, figuring uh, he might have some ideas about what his dad would know. I mean, there is, um, there is a very interesting feeling that some of you familiar with this region kind of get when you step in here, that there's a mix of sort of basic opulence and functionality that um, Gerard may have been a person who does not necessarily care about extravagancy or comfort, but has the minimum amount he can't avoid, right? He's the guild leader. He's going to have a nice resting place. He's going to have a nice desk. These are all things that are in place, but there's, you know, for, for those of us who are familiar with history, Lorzach and, and even, well, Mixley wasn't even alive at this point. You're the only person who was alive to have remembered that the, the guild leader before Gerard, there was the Stone Sisters, but then there was also his twin sister, Savra, was the person that all of that terrible things with the Golgari have happened because of her manipulations and everything that happened to her. So there's also, you know, this weird air that you can sense that many of these things were once in the possession of his sister and how what relationship he has with that. You know, there's there's sort of a a dichotomy of I need to use this. This is the best tool I have accessible to me, but it also carries a lot of memory. So it's not well taken care of. I'm not going to bother repairing that chip on that desk. I'm not going to bother getting this thing touched up because it's almost very much in that vein of the Golgari where he's kind of just waiting for things to use out their physical purpose so they can move on to the next part of the cycle. And surprisingly, for some reason none of you would know, there is a large amount of Selesnia design and memorabilia in here. 
some plants that you would expect to find topside, not down here, and some perhaps some statuettes or 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 something like that 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 relates to the Selesnia. So Lauren is comforted actually that this is a functional office because usually his marks that are function over form keep excellent files. He's going to start searching for what he was searching before, maps, anything that would indicate pathways between the undercity and the top side. And since this is also the guild leader, if he can surreptitiously find any correspondence between members of the Orzov, great. As you slowly creep down the hall, cautiously peering around the corner into the back corridor, you don't so much as hear it as you feel a wave of energy ripple through you, emanating like a heartbeat from the end of the hallway is a pulsating radiation of green energy that slowly envelops all of you. On the next Encounter Party, the terrifying trap has been defeated, and it appears our players have found the private office of the Golgari Guild Leader. What secrets might they find inside? And will there be any further clues to explain the tragedy befallen the Undercity? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Hey, party people, this is Ned Donovan, the player of Perix. If you're enjoying Encounter Party, please do us a favor and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your friends to do the same. Also, ratings and reviews go a long way towards helping us find new audience members and keeping our party going. You can also join us in our Facebook discussion group, The Encounter Party, or on our Twitter and Instagram profiles at Encounter underscore party to keep the party going and to interact with cast members like myself and the rest of the crew. To find news and updates about the show and learn more, visit us at EncounterParty.com. Thanks, y'all.